If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. This is Action and Ambition, the show that takes you all over the world to share interviews with the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their backstory, get the most important lessons they've learned on their road to success, and hear exclusive tips on how to implement their success in your own life. Action and Ambition is brought to you by Entrepreneur Magazine and your host, Andrew Metal. Thank you for tuning in to the Action Ambition Podcast. I am Philip Llanos, your host, and today I have Adam Cohen with us. He is the VP of Com Communications for King Growth Capital and the CMO of Snacksational Brands. He's a consumer product goods market guru. And people throw that word around, but something tells me based on the number of snacks I see in the background here that you really are the snack guru. So Adam, how are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Awesome. I'm yes. Thank you. Now, uh, random question. Do you actually enjoy snacks? Because you look pretty healthy. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do enjoy snacks. I think the more you get invested in the business, the less of them you start to eat. Sure. So I kind of save those moments for when we're tasting new flavors or new snack uh, potential partnerships or in development and where I kind of lose control. And then I take it up for the rest of the year. I was going to say, how do you stay in this business and keep in, in good yeah, shape, man? That's <laughs> um, so tell me something. How did you even get into a position where you're managing the branding for snacks? I mean, where did you make that jump? Is this something that gradually happened for you through a career or is well, it a specific choice uh, you made? Yeah, a career path took me there. My whole career has been in media and some side of media. And um, I've always worked on behalf of a um, consumer product good in some capacity, whether it was selling advertising to a CPG brand or developing a TV show where a CPG brand became a partner of that show or an integrated partner of that show to developing and producing content for C- CPG brands um, to then getting on the marketing side of CPG brands, uh, where I work internally with the food and beverage, food and beverage companies direct. Um, it's kind of been on every side of it, but it's only been really, it's been the core of my life's work, uh, working with CPG brands and some form some form of media. So I'm, I'm not the smartest guy in the room. So is CPG, does that stand for consumer product goods? Yes. Okay, a, just just making sure. I was like, hey, CPG, another company. I just want to make sure. I, I don't know. <laughs> Chances are the listener may not, and that's my job. So, on my side of things, it's a consumer product good you could eat or drink. So, hey. um, you know, and I started in the sort of um, in the in the space of food and beverage. I started uh, working with um, Heineken years ago as a consultant and then Moet Hennessy as a consultant on the champagne brands Hey, led into uh, more consumer product goods in the grocery or club space, um, over the course of 
I mean, uh, started my career in 94, right out of college. But before awesome. that, um, you know, I started as somebody who was very interested in what their parents did. My dad got me involved in media. Okay. Uh, my dad pioneered a mall advertising in 1979. So every time you go into a shopping mall and see a directory with an ad on it, my dad created that and um, built a network of shopping malls, over 3,000 strong in the US, um, built up and sold the same business a few times. And when I uh, graduated college and even through high school, after school, I worked, the, worked for him most of the time through uh, high school and college. And then when I graduated, I became part of his sales force and sold advertising mostly to <clears throat> CBG brands, uh, but more than just food and beverage. So, you know, our advertisers who bought media and shopping malls were anywhere from the Calvin Kleins to the movie studios. And how I kind of got more vested into marketing was that the movie studios were buying most of our advertising nationwide and shopping malls because they were really in the 90s, especially. Sure. Thousands, they became an entertainment center and the malls became bigger, the restaurants got better, the movie theaters got even bigger, and 70% of our revenues were the studios. So um, I spent a lot of time, our company was based in New York, and spent a lot of time in Los Angeles, and just kind of like everyone, you know, I got the allure of Tinseltown, and I became very vested in entertainment uh, marketing, and what that could become on behalf of a uh, product good and how you can use entertainment marketing as a platform to develop a brand beyond um, a static advertisement. And uh, my dad sold the company at a clear channel in 1999. Um, I grew up with a family of entrepreneurs. Uh, my ah. dad made that seed. Um, I worked for a clear channel for about nine months. Now they brought us into a very corporate environment and I was like a chicken with my head cut off. <laughs> In a corporate a environment? environment? Didn't have any understanding of it. Um, I lost a lot of those personal relationships. And ultimately I felt like what I was doing uh, lacked heart. And I wasn't putting money into my family's pocket before anymore, but that of a corporate entity who I had no vested interest in more than liking some people I worked with. Um, and I decided to leave. I took that risk and I went out on my own and I started a company called Adam's Apple Productions after my name sort of, and um, started looking at opportunities to bring in clients and develop entertainment marketing platforms with them, um, producing events, um, producing partnerships with film festivals, uh, looking at integration opportunities when the world started changing or media started changing from allowing somebody to spend, you know, $500,000 on a 15 second spot to a same spend to get an integration into a whole episode of, uh, you know, a sitcom or, you know, any, any show on TV where that character became part of the experience. A perfect example would be like Castaway with FedEx and Wilson Tennant. Wilson uh, got, um, Genius. Genius. So that's where trends were starting to maneuver. I knew that on an early, you know, an early development stage because my head was always pressed deeply against, you know, what's new, new media opportunities, 
uh, going to conventions all the time, talking to brand, um, brand ambassadors for, or brand uh, managers at different, from Unilever's to the Moat Hennessy's to whatever my clients were at the time, and really finding a way to interrupt a very saturated media environment as it became bigger and bigger and bigger. And this is even before the digital era had. So um, my journey just continued. And then it kind of took another turn where these brands wanted to do something bigger. And um, I started producing short films and introducing like brands into my little films. And they're like, well, can we do something bigger? And um, one of my films uh, was accepted to Sundance called Goodnight Valentino. And it won in 2002. And <clears throat> once that happened, managers and agents came up to me and said, hey, would you like to start producing? And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's a passion of mine. And I started getting offers because of my past history in media by um, networks such as MTV and Entertainment Tonight to come aboard and produce uh, branded entertainment segments. So if it was like a pop quiz moment brought to you by Crest White Strips or yeah. a whole segment brought to you by Ford Motors, like something you would see in American Idol, I started producing uh, those TV segments for entertainment news programs uh, for most of the 2000s. And then Again, you know, having all these brand relationships kind of pulling me in all these different directions. Yeah. Production, some, you know, standard uh, marketing opportunities and marketing platform programs uh, to, you know, TV segments and other things. I uh, was asked to, um, by a very, very famous person in the entertainment business who actually started the e-networks called Larry Namer. Uh, he asked me to come aboard and create a show for the iconic publication, The Hollywood Reporter. And I produced and created the entire TV show for global markets. And I was tasked to do it in Mandarin, the first one. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I remember actually calling my mom, and this is in maybe 2006, uh, 2007, um, calling her and saying, you know, I don't know if I can do this. And she's like, just step into it. Once you step <laughs> into it, you'll figure it out. Because I had no previous history in anything I did. It was, uh, you know, really the culmination of my experience connecting dots, people, and opportunities with the knowledge that I got along that journey to know that I can kind of now transform myself into another media opportunity that would be relatable to a consumer in some capacity. Um, oh. And that, you know, kind of my journey, and it goes beyond there, um, you know, that TV show got up and running. Um, I kind of got burnt out a little bit by entertainment news, especially sure. global markets. I was never sleeping anymore. And my cousin started getting involved as an owner in um, smaller um, up and coming or startup food and beverage companies. And he saw what I was doing with these big box brands like the Heineken's and Hennessy's, American uh, Crew Hair Care Products, or Motorola, or Ford, or whatever it was. And he said, Hey, you know, can you get me in some of these events? And da da da. And I'm like, Yeah, you know. And I'm like, You know, he paid me a little retainer and I started helping him out. 
And that little bit of help turned into a lot of help and ended up creating a big entertainment platform for a iconic brand that still exists today. And it was first to market called Veggie Straws. Oh yeah, I love those. And when that brand sold and I saw how much money everybody was making around me for these little startup brands and I'm you know, kind of working my butt off you know, for consulting fees, even though it was great, I'm working for the best brands in the world. Yeah. It seemed like all my passions came together. And um, in that moment or in that time in my life that I can do everything if I was actually, you know, a partner in a brand or I look for brands who invest in and, and really make that brand my media opportunity where I gave my heart and soul to going back to the days of when I was working with my parents where now I'm vested in myself, not even though I wasn't with Clear Channel anymore and I wasn't consulting, you know, I still kind of was sort of consulting for Moet Hennessy and other brands at the time. Um, you know, really look at a way to kind of take my focus into meaningful brands that I can launch to market that nobody knew about before and put all the skill set from creating commercials for that brand or creating digital platforms and fingerprints for that brand, to building creative around the brand, to building the packaging around the brand, or being part of all those things that a marketing person does. Um, and say at the end of the day, that's the footprint or the fingerprint I put on the world. And I could see a bit of me in all of that, that became very exciting to me. And that led to um, me now uh, working with and partnering with a great guy, his name is Jerry Bellow, a pioneer who created the veggie straw, actually in other brands. Um, coming aboard with him, kind of merging Apple, Adam's Apple Productions, you know, a decade old company that did multimedia marketing yeah. uh, after leaving my family's company and sort of becoming the in-house agency, if you will. Yeah, makes sense. Maybe 20 brands plus strong now. And I work on a lot of them, more that are in my wheel, some of that are not. Um, but of course I can't stretch myself too thin. Um, You've done so that before, yeah. <laughs> I, take, I take on different roles for different brands, but the notable brands that I've worked on that I've you know, built from start to finish was Brownie, Brownie Brittle, which a lot of people know out there. And the woman who created it, Sheila G. Uh, Mains, who then, then became partners with Jerry Bello, who I work with now. And you know, I developed the whole marketing strategy around that brand. Um, I made Sheila into an overnight sensation as a personality of the brand. Uh, we use entertainment marketing to really facilitate and platform and catapult that brand into pop culture uh, because of my background in entertainment production and uh, studio work. Uh, but that's been a driving force. I think the love of you know entertainment, the love of Hollywood, being that it's one of the biggest influencer markets, if not the biggest influencer yeah. market in the world, um, building up that foundation there and living in LA for about 20 years uh, really solidified kind of that space for me. Um, and again, you know, just taking all those dots and connecting them and building them, you know, building blocks of what I think I became capable of doing for brands, um, you know, led me to where I am today. So I went from veggie straws to brownie brittle. And then from brownie brittle, we went to a, uh, another snack line called pasta snacks. 
which is um, a host of different pasta snacks that are made of a variety of different semolina wheats. And some of them are now because the pasta uh, categories change, some are made with white bean and lentil. Yeah. And we make snacks. So we brought the pasta aisle into the snack aisle. What? <laughs> That's amazing. A whole line of pasta snacks out there and the savory sets. And then from that, we went to our most current brand uh, by Snacksational, which is the cookie pop and candy pop lines. And we did licensing partnerships with um, M&Ms, uh, Twix, Snickers, Oreo, Chips Ahoy, Butterfinger, um, and more to come. And that has been an overnight sensation. Um, and we have some more great products uh, coming out as well. So. This is sort of now my home yeah. base. I don't, I don't plan on re, uh, um, you know, kind of re or emerging as something else. I think I've found where I kind of use all my talents now. I can see I have that. a great team who I consider family that we've been working with forever, and um, you know that's kind of my journey. If that makes any sense. Ah, uh, I man, I learned so much about you. I mean, it's clear from your story that you are more entrepreneurial than you are corporate world. I mean, it's just clear. You you like to get from point A to point Z as quick as possible without having to go through channels and funnels that aren't necessary or bureaucratic, overly bureaucratic. Let's say, um, I can see it in you. You're like, okay, what's the fastest and most efficient way to get the biggest splash? And, and that's something that every entrepreneur is going to respect. Anyone listening is going to go, yeah, that's the way it's done. Is there any other way to do it? You know, and I noticed you said when you were going to make that choice to go into the global that you spoke with your mom instead of your father. Now, this may be a personal question, but is there a reason? Because you didn't say much about your mom in the beginning. It was about like your father and how well, you grew my up. mom and dad actually start uh, work together. So oh, my, okay. Family business. And... Um, uh, she, my dad is just an absolute risk taker. Gotcha. Mom, uh, she's a risk taker, but she's also. That's great. why you turn to her. Let's discuss it for a second. My <laughs> like, just, you know, like, no, do it. It's a great opportunity. That's uh, another example of your entrepreneurship. You know who to talk to, not what, yeah, who. My brother's worked for us as well. So, I mean, you know, we were bred to be, you know, uh, forward thinkers individual thinkers, um, risk takers. Yeah. Uh, we watched, that's, you know, my pedigree is watching my mother and father do that their whole life. Um, so I was never really afraid of taking the, I never had the sense of failure um, mm. because I've watched my dad and mom kind of go up and down, up and down, but it led to the biggest opportunities of our life. I don't think if they had those, you know. You have a different picture of failure and what that means. Uh, if they didn't have those hills and valleys and those struggles, they wouldn't have become who they are. Yeah, they wouldn't have become the top of their game in the category and they were in which they were in at that time, which was out of home media. So, um, you know, he was a pioneer. I wanted to be a pioneer. Um, I want to find my way. Media was always that way for me, always following the trend before or, or knowing a trends in a head and kind of getting there. Yeah, early curved. Um, you know, exciting people to take the risk as an entrepreneur. I think that's a big thing that you have to do. That's a skill. That's why you're an entrepreneur. You're giving somebody something that they can't get from a corporate climate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, you, you're clearly good at this. I'm trying to be. 
No, no, no. I, I can tell you right now, just based off like your background, the trajectory you've taken and where you've ended up, you've got a gift for it because uh, some things you can learn, you know, anyone can take a, a Sigma six and uh, they can take the, the, the online alternative MBAs and all the things. But at the end of the day, the thinking quick on your feet, being able to make those decisions, that's something you earned, you know, take it for what it is. You earned that. <laughs> I mean, again, I didn't go to college for um, business or marketing I was a political science major. I mean, college is very important to me because it was, it, it built in the fundamentals of learning. It built in the fundamentals of problem solving, community, working with others. Um, and that was very important for me. Uh, I, that probably helped mold me um, in a way that just going out there and saying, I wanna be an entrepreneur because I think I can do it. Um, like most people do, and I think more today than ever. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it was really important for me to understand I needed to develop a skill set. I needed to find a great mentor. Luckily for me, it was my father and my mother. Um, they helped me um, take my skill set and mold me into the entrepreneur I am today. Um, and I bring that wherever I'm going. You know, we formed uh, and we played the game together. We formed a large business together. Um, I've been growing businesses my whole life from nothing to something um, and multiple times. Yeah. So, so it's like once we get a company up there and then we sell it, I'm at the start, you know, I'm at the front uh, the starting line again. And that's, that's... what it's me. It's very hard work, but I love the challenge. Um, and it keeps, you know, it keeps me maybe young at heart. It keeps me energetic. It keeps me excited about tomorrow keeps me stressed about tomorrow. <laughs> you know, I think you have a lot more responsibility when you are the one who is singularly responsible for yes. a piece of the team that nobody else is facilitating. Um, and you have to be on your game or they're, you know, you're gonna have to be replaced. Um, you know, it's interesting yeah. you chose to be CMO instead of CEO, like most people who go into entrepreneurship. Now, some people don't see that, that they might be the bottleneck in their company. And so they say somebody's probably better suited to be a CEO and I'm actually better suited to be the CMO. Now, is that by design or is that just how it felt? That's that's a very big learning arc. <laughs> I never wanted to be fully, responsibility, fully responsible for everyone. I really respect people who are CEOs. Um, again, I think what makes any company successful is you know your weaknesses and you know your strengths. And for me, I know what I'm good at and I know what I don't know or not good at. Or maybe I could be good at it, but I would have to learn another skill set. Uh, for me, I'm very comfortable in my lane. I know it as much as I think I know it. Yeah. And we all, I've been fortunate to come together with a group of people that have been building brands together and everybody is responsible for a piece of that pie who knows that, you know, who knows how to make that slice taste the best. And um, that's, you know, where I found my strength by knowing that weakness. I just, you know, for me, I think it wouldn't let me do what I do best if I had to do all the other things that CEO did, yeah. not of what I did best. Cause then I would have to find somebody who would have to replace me to be the CEO, you really can't wear both hats. I mean, some people do because they're a one-man band in business. Um, 
I never really was that person. I always worked with a, you know, a small team that did rather big things. We did take on more responsibility outside of our core job model, but um, it's not something that I ever thought of being, you know, maybe that would happen in the future if I maybe was on one brand, but you know, this CEO here, like I said, his name is Jerry Bello. He is a phenomenal leader and he's a phenomenal uh, manager of yeah. multiple brands, multiple people under those multiple brands. Um, and I do, I manage, you know, all those people as well under a marketing or communications, um, under the marketing or communication platforms and the agencies that we hire and, you know, managing a lot of people myself. Oh, sure, yeah, you've got your own responsibilities. That, it's almost <laughs> like I'm the CEO of that. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. No, that's, it's, it's exactly what it is. It's a CEO chief chair. I'm the CEO of my thing. Yeah, Sales. no. Kind of all, or, you know, we, at this particular company, we're all sort of islands in the stream that that's part of the entrepreneurship. Yeah. Kind of meet, you know, once a month to, uh, you know, reel each other in for a second, yes. uh, download, and then we kind of go back out and do our own thing, but we trust each other completely. So what's yeah. it like working with family though? I, you know, a lot of people don't successfully do that, but it sounds like you guys have been able to do it. And I want to know what the secret to that is. Well, my parents always, so, I mean, probably like any kid, you know, who wants to kind of, leave the nest. When I started for my parents out of college, I kind of stopped working for them during college. I worked for them after high school almost every day. Some of my friends got jobs, you know, it was like the thing to do after college. Sure. I mean, high school. And then I went to college. I just wanted to be all these different things. <laughs> and then when I got out of college, I really didn't know what I wanted to be. And my dad- Even more confused. <laughs> dad would not let me not work. Oh, wow. So, you get into our office. I don't care if you like staple papers, or whatever. And uh, he brought me in and I absolutely hated it. I did not want to work for them at all. I was miserable. I was like working the fax machine and answering phones. Um, it was also, I grew up in Long Island, New York. So I really okay. wanted to be in the city. You know, I wanted to get out of, you know, my hometown as most people do. I mean, I was no different than probably 90% of the people who are out there. And um, he uh, kind of let me do whatever I wanted to do and be miserable. And then one day he's like, hey, Adam, you want to come on a sales call with me? And again, you know, I've been molded into knowing everything he knows by watching him grow this business literally out of our basement as I was growing up. So I knew the business. I knew his, you know, his shtick when he would go into a meeting. I knew what he would say about the business. And I, he took me to Sony Music. Um, and I walked into Sony Music, and I think we were there to talk to the the marketing team because they were about to launch, I think, a new Mariah Carey album or some, some big right. promotion. And I was around this group of 20 people, all young, cool and hip. And my dad got up in front. He gave his presentation. I'm sitting there like a schmuck, <laughs> not saying anything because I wasn't planning on having any part in this other than as an observer. That's not what your dad had in store, huh? <laughs> and he gave this great presentation and everybody loved it. You know, and he had been working with Sony for quite some time. That this is the time that Sam Goodies and Music Lands were in malls. Oh yeah. And you would buy a CD and da da da. So there was a lot of reason to buy point of point of purchase ad displays to get somebody to buy that, you know, can, uh, that product before they went into the Sam Goody at point of purchase through our mall displays. 
So when he left, two weeks later, they called, they wanted my dad to come back. And he's like, do you want to go with me back into the city to the meeting? Because I got like a hundred CDs when I left. And I was like, this is great, you know, to myself, not to my dad. Yeah. And I said, only way I'll go back into the city is if I go alone. And that's the day I started, became the head of sales. And 11 years later, uh, the head of sales and marketing for his company. So you did a good job. That, that You don't stay there if you're not doing a good job. Lord me in without knowing I was being <laughs> <laughs> man, that's that. See, that's what I needed to hear, and that yeah. explains so much, man. Uh, for me, he, that that tells me fire. You know, he gave me the fire, but he also let me make my own decision. Yeah, which I think was pivotal in in the in giving you that sense of entrepreneurialism that you have. And now that I know more of like who you are, particularly, uh, I'd I'd love to know what you guys are working on next. Like you said, uh, you know, you had the thing with Sheila G, and uh, you're opening up to more product lines. So, so I told you about the snack companies. We also have Keen Growth Capital, which is you know, a different company in itself. It really stands for innovation in the health and wellness category. Um, and you know, we look at brands that really are bringing some kind of healthy new product to market. There's micronutrition as well. Um, and I really work on the, the healthy new products. So we, in, in, in that category, I act as VP of communications for um, three, three really great brands. We have a, one brand called the Jersey Tomato Company. We use fresh Jersey tomatoes, which people who really know the tomato community would know they're some of the best tomato, is, if not the best tomato in the US. Um, and Tom Colicchio is a, from Top Chef, is an innovator and a, and a contributor to that brand. Oh, wow. Um, and he is the face of that brand as well. Uh, so we're really excited to work with him in that product line. And it's new to market about two years. Um, we have a salad dressing and mayo line made out of hummus. That's called really? Foods. Yeah, it's amazing. So um, we do hummus dressing, which is, you know, they're very clean products, usually four to six ingredients. Um, a dressing made out of hummus, multiple flavors from Buffalo Ranch to roasted red pepper. Um, that's my favorite hummus <laughs> as a dressing and they're you know 30 to 40 calories per serving so we're giving you know healthier options in the salad dressing category um, as well as the vegan mayos which are egg free of course and made with the hummus as well or the you emotion. said yang yang uh o was that dang. o dang like o d-a-n-g oh, oh dang okay wow I can't believe it's hummus. <laughs> yeah, ah, I know. I'm gonna look for it. It sounds like you're on the East Coast too. Is that is that correct? Well, we are now. Now I live in. Uh, our company is based out of, or our corporate offices are based out of Orlando, Florida. Okay. And some of the companies that we either develop internally from idea to shelf, or companies that we actually look at to uh, become partnered with with some sort of um, investment and services, uh, they are all around the country. Okay. Uh, we just uh, we have a yogurt company called Da or Delicious, and it's an Indian yogurt company from India. Um, we have Rachel Hunter right now. Um, really, uh, one of our brand ambassadors. We take on the lifestyle of that brand. She's a meditation and yoga kind of guru who's been living between India and the United uh, States and London from New Zealand originally, but really gives the kind of lifestyle around the culture of that brand. And that's us communicate that to an American consumer. 
We have um, some big news coming up with that brand. Can't say it yet, but some really big news coming up with that brand as well. Darn. <laughs> and uh, those are the three that I work on um, outside of the two snack brands that we have internally right now, which is Cookie and Cat Candy Pop brand under Snack Pop is our, or Eat Snack Pop is where you can find us or snackpop.com. And then we have the Pasta Snacks brand in our Penne Straw line. And uh, we also have a Disney license partnership with that line as well for kids. We're reformulating everything and um, some good stuff coming out with that brand as well. Yeah, man, you got me with the pasta. Um, it's my weakness, so. It's delicious too. I, I don't think anybody thought pasta could be a snack. <laughs> but again, that's a brand that um, was developed from idea to shelf within our company. No, that's amazing. Uh bit of everything here yeah no and it sounds like you got some really exciting things coming up uh, along the way so i guess my next question to you is like where do you usually prefer people to reach out to you because whoever's listening if they got an idea or they're like oh wow i need to get in touch to see if i can jump on board be a part of like a part of this somehow as an investor or whatever the case is going to be is that something that you're open to yeah you can go to keengrowthcapital.com and you can also go to um snackpop.com or pastasnacks.com and we have info sections uh, for all of those. Uh, Keen Growth Capital is really in, uh, you know, it's a VC, we have a fund as well. So we do everything from investment to services and we, you know, we're kind of like a little shark tank, if you will. Yeah. So we're always coming to us in some capacity to look how they can partner with us or in some capacities, you know, get some of our services or investment or anything in between. And we're talking to brands, you know, one, two, three, four brands a day. Wow. So we love doing that. And, uh, you know, not everyone fits, but, you know, we look for great partnerships. We look for innovation. So we you're look always for, looking. Yeah. Always looking. Never, never close to it. Me okay. personally, I mean, you know, my, um, I mean, I, I showcase a lot of the stuff I do with my own personal media and they call me the snack spurt. So that's my Instagram handle at okay. S-N-A-X-P-E-R-T, the Snackspert. Um, and that's where people can follow me if they wanted to. I do share, you know, almost everything I do for work and a lot of the um, stuff we do with entertainment partners. Uh, we had a great launch uh, just on Giving Tuesday, December 1st. We partnered with our popcorn brand, uh, Candy Pop and Cookie Pop, do snacksational brands with Ryan Seacrest Foundation. Oh. And we launched a, you know, a, a, a very long and very uh, rewarding support partnership with them um, that will be part of our cause marketing campaigns um, from now to, I hope, you know, as long as we can go on with them. Uh, and their logo is on all of our packaging. A portion of all of our sales goes to their foundation. Um, and we have some great things we're doing with them coming up in 2021. See, that's huge. No, I, I love that. And I love that you guys are always looking. That's definitely, that's, that's again, speaking to your entrepreneurial bent. Work with personalities, you know, in entertainment, but really from a philanthropic side or a meaningful side, you know, we're not somebody who just wants to put a name on a bag and a face to a product. We want there to be some story behind it. We want our brands to have some story behind it. And we want, you know, to also tell the consumer we're doing our, our part in some capacity um, you know, for to help others with the Ryan Seacrest Foundation, it goes to helping kids in hospital in children's hospitals um, across the country. 
And they opened up their 11th studio just last week that was part of the Giving Tuesday kind of launch or our, uh, to launch our partnership with them at the Arnold Palmer Children's Hospital here in Orlando. Um, Ryan Seacrest builds uh, TV and radio studios in the lobbies or some area of a hot children's hospital where kids become the DJs, the oh, sort of you. So if you were in the hospital with some, um, some, you know, something that was going wrong with you, but you had the ability to still do things while you were there um, and you, you know, survived any treatment you were going through and somehow that moment there where you became the person doing this right now there today, that would have been the full trajectory of that, that program that Ryan has now developed in children's hospitals. So there are kids, you know, who have cancer or kids that have, you know, other, you know, horrible diseases there that are going to get through it, but they're, you know, interviewing Dolly Parton in the Nashville Children's Hospital or whomever it is, yeah. but they're getting a taste of what it could be like uh, to share their voice, to share things that are bigger than them uh, with people, you know, uh, listening in these hospitals nationwide. So it's a really, it's a really beautiful program and we're happy to support it. That's Awesome, man. Okay. So like I said earlier, when we were starting, and I had mentioned to you, given what you've said, I mean, you've met a lot of people, it sounds like in your life. So I'd be interested to know the answer to this, actually. <laughs> right now at the juncture you're at with your company or your own, your own ventures, if there was anyone listening, who would you hope that would be either a name or trade that you know would just take what you're doing to the next level or you're just a, a big fan of? I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of cliche, but of course I'm a huge fan of, of, um, of, uh, you know, Shark Tank. I mean, Mark Burnett would be one for sure. Okay. I mean, consummate entrepreneur. Um, he's probably doing what I'm doing with 72,000 brands under his belt. <laughs> uh, I don't know how he does it actually. Uh, that would be something I would probably want to ask him. You know, how can you be true to um, the promise of th these brands that you bring on board to actually get you? How do you facilitate that? How do you manage your time for all of them? Uh, you know, what's that process like? Because mm. for me, it's, you know, it, it, it does stretch me thin and we're, you know, much smaller, but um, it would be great to have that half an hour conversation with them about what it's like, you know, between where I am and to where he is, uh, you know, what that trajectory for him has been, you know, and how he became who he was. So I've always found that fascinating or him fascinating. That's awesome. See, that's the kind of answer I was looking for. I love it, man. Adam, little tiny Mark Burnett, little tiny. <laughs> <laughs> just the just the slice, please. <laughs> no, this is awesome, man. Honestly, I feel like I could talk to you a lot, a lot like twice, three times the amount of this, but we don't have that much time. Um, so. Honestly, at this point, I've just got to say thanks, Adam, for for stopping by. And uh, like we said, people can follow you on the Instagram. You said uh, the Snackspert. Yeah, the Snackspert. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And I'm I'm actually expert by now for sure. <laughs> <laughs> TM hashtag Snackspert. Yeah, um, I'm gonna follow anyways just to stay up on the the awesome yeah, things absolutely. you're doing, the causes that you're about. And yeah, uh, yeah thanks for stopping by. Great, thank you. A, a pleasure. Have a wonderful afternoon. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to Action and Ambition with your host, Andrew Metal. Please leave a review and subscribe and go to andrewmetal.com for all the exclusive lessons, behind-the-scenes footage, and video content of the show. Follow us on Facebook and YouTube at Action and Ambition, and we'll see you on the next episode.
You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.